Hello! We're here with a cold open because we have a very exciting announcement for you all. Thanks to all of your amazing love and support and all the wonderful things that you guys have said to us, we are officially finally launching a Patreon. So if you're hearing this, then it's already live. Um, There are three very fun tiers that you can join to help support us and the very chaotic things that we do here and why are we like this. There are lots of perks at each level, including bonus episodes, early access to our main feed episodes, a queer book club that I'm really excited about, uh, Ashley's fanfic spreadsheet, and (laughs) outtakes from our recordings. Um, And if you want just a little preview of what you can expect from that, Ashley is going to edit in something (laughs) here. And then, you know, Charlie's like looking around and... I was just slowly dying while I was talking. <laughs> um, um, so just for everyone's context, my desk chair, it's a gaming chair and it fully reclines. <laughs> so as Ashley's talking, I am dying like emotionally. Just it's so cute and I'm having feelings. And so I pulled the lever to recline my chair off the back so that I would just disappear Almost fully fell. <laughs> and so I had to fix it, and now I am literally like laughing so hard at crying. <laughs> Join our uh, Patreon so you can hear this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as you may have seen me post on our Instagram before, our recording sessions are often a lot longer than the actual episode that airs and I have been collecting and saving all of those bits that get cut to share on our Patreon. So if you would like to join, you can find us by searching for us, Why Are We Like This, a Heartstopper podcast on Patreon, or you can follow the link in the show notes. We can't wait to share all of our ideas that we've been working on for you guys. Yay! (laughs) All right. So now on to the episode. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Why Are We Like This, a Heartstopper podcast. I'm Ashley, she, her. And I'm Alyssa, she, they. And today we are here with a very special podcast crossover episode. We have with us two very special guests who you may know from the Heartstopper fan podcast, Proper Full on Gay Crisis. I'm David, he, him. And I'm Kate, she, her. Yay. Hello. Hello. So excited. Me too. I feel like we've been messaging about this for ever Uh it has been a long time coming hasn't it yeah we've been trying to find a time that works for both time zones since just Mm -hmm. after season one i feel Mm -hmm. yeah it's been a long time some of that was probably (laughs) my fault given that i decided to move two states away yeah how dare you how rude (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right so um for us we like to start with uh, like, how did you find Heartstopper and mm-hmm. um, your, like, overall feelings on it? Okay. I suppose, like, on a macro level, Heartstopper was just, like, a seminal moment in television. Um, it was just so redefining of the whole genre of queer TV. Um, the sort of the 
joy of it um, and the diverse range of characters that it was covering was just like I'd never seen anything like it. And then on on a sort of more personal level, um, it was just so affirming. Like I feel like I look back now over the last couple of years and just how much I've embraced my sexuality since watching Heartstopper and that kind of effect that it's had on me and being more open about it and more um, less shameful about it, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's all from Heartstopper. Mm -hmm. And so it's just had such a profound impact. And obviously for us to, to have gone ahead and made a podcast and to be spending so many hours a week talking about it, (laughs) about it. um, (laughs) Like, yeah, it's, it's been quite life-changing really. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I, I interpreted your question a bit differently. I was about to say how I found it as in literally like (laughs) how I came across it. (laughs) Um, So I found it because it just appeared as like you know at the top of Netflix and it's like oh this shoe's new and you might like this and I was like huh that looks cute might give it a go watched the first episode and was like huh that was cute and I would like to see more watched the (laughs) second one the third one the fourth one consecutively whilst falling my eyes out and just uh, haven't looked back ever since really um is that actually what your question meant (laughs) (laughs) yeah like how you like how'd you come across it yeah oh right so this could be the first of many like misinterpretations between (laughs) between i realize like (laughs) yeah Yeah, no i mean yeah we would say that in the same thing but yeah i totally interpreted that as how did you experience it how did you (laughs) i mean i love that too so give me all of the interpretation (laughs) i mean like the overall feelings on the show that kind of it covers that part of it yeah yeah i've jumped ahead (laughs) (laughs) do you want to tell us how you came across it now david and then i'll go back to how i feel about it because that could take more time (laughs) <laughs> I can't even remember how I came across it to be honest um I, I I knew it was coming before it came out and thought I feel like I need to watch that I think like google ads pop up don't they and it's like you might yeah. be interested in or there's this program coming out that celebrates this that and the other and so I was I was looking out for it when it dropped on Netflix but kind of without any any real expectations um but yeah it seems so long ago now I can't really remember but I'd never heard of the comics yeah. or anything it was you know the TV show no. was my, my first experience with the Heartstopper world. Yeah, that was the same as me as well. So Alyssa, you're the, you're the sole comic origin right. story. Yes, okay. Well, like, to be fair, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Alyssa's an English teacher. I am an English teacher. <laughs> okay. I majored in English. Just to kind of, like, recap it. So, like, the short version is um, there's a YouTuber that I absolutely love, and I've been watching for, like, eight years now, Hannah Witten. And she did, like, a favorites video of the comics and said, the show is coming out soon. So I just did a reread of the comics. And I was like, huh. And it kind of, like, just, like, triggered my radar. And Mm -hmm. I was very busy and depressed at the time. So I didn't actually get into it right away. But Mm -hmm. on a whim one day, I just, like, picked up the comics um, like I downloaded the ebook onto my phone and read it in the hair salon waiting room. Um, and that was like right around the time the show came out. And so I binged the entire comic. Oh, like, wow. Everything that had been published, 
I read freakishly mm-hmm. fast, but okay. I did volumes one through four, and then I went to Webtoon and I read the rest of what was published up till that point, and then I went and uh, subscribed to Alice's Patreon so I could see <laughs> yeah. all of the additional pages that yeah. had not yet been publicly released. Wow! And then I watched the show because I was like, "Well, what else am I going to do?" And then I, <laughs> I had a pretty solid kind of rinse and repeat of comics show, comics show, co- back and forth for a good like two months. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's impressive! Mm. Like, how quick do you read? <laughs> um, she reads fast. <laughs> yeah, I read. I read very fast. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- oh, realized that I never said my overall feelings, yeah. did I? So. Obviously, I love it enough to have made a podcast about it. So there's that as a starting <laughs> point. Um, it's so hard to sum up. I just, yeah, I think what David said, it just feels like it was kind of a turning point in television history. It was like, I've never seen anything like this before. I think that's why it gave me so many feelings all at once. It was just like the representation we never had growing up and it was all there and it was all joyful. And I've mentioned a few times on our podcast, the feeling of when you're watching a show with queer characters, there's quite often this kill your gaze trope Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where something bad's going to happen to them. Like it's going to go wrong at some point they're going to die or they're going to break up or like something awful has to happen at some point. And I found myself the first time I was watching it through literally on the edge of my seat, like waiting and then just like picking up on these tiny little cues. Like uh, when Olivia Coleman, um, Oh, I always forget her character name because I just call her Olivia Coleman. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, yeah. Sarah <laughs> yeah. Is talking to Nick in the car and, he, and he's like, uh, Charlie's a really good friend, isn't he? I was anticipating her being like, oh God, you're gay and like having a really bad reaction to it. And then when Nick does come out to his mum and it's so joyful, it was just such a breath of fresh air that like it can just be joy and like it it can still show the struggles and like the harder parts, but without it having to all go wrong. And there were so many times that I felt like the show kind of caught me in a little hug and was like, oh, this is where it might have gone wrong. But nope, like, we've got you. Like, yeah, it's not going to go wrong. You're okay. So that's why I love the show is just the joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kept waiting for the shoe to drop and yeah. never did. Exactly. Especially because, like, Ashley and I met through the Buffy the Vampire Slayer fandom. And there's a lot of conversation about kill your gaze in that. And so, like, coming from that into Heartstopper, it's just like, wait, we can be happy and not live? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, what? Yeah. This radical idea that we don't have to punish characters. Mm. We don't have to punish mm-hmm. anyone. And people can just have kind of normal teenage experiences and just have normal lives without it having to all go, yeah. like, disastrously wrong. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. I'm... I'm really interested, like, as American viewers, because the depiction of, like, British school life in Heartstopper is quite mundane, I suppose. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of interested, like, culturally, what is the kind of the, the impact that it's had over there? 
I know that we've had a lot of people from America who've written in to us and sort of said that it's been very hard for them to talk to other people about having watched it. And I get the sense that there, is, there are more kind of isolated pockets of fandom. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really interested in, in in kind of your thoughts as 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 Americans viewing this. Yeah, it's definitely pockets. There's I don't have any. I mean, I have friends that watched it, but not that love it the way that I do. Mm. So I had to take to my national friends to make this <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> oh. <laughs> like hit Alyssa up on Twitter. I was like. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely and and people don't know what it is. Like I go out and and they'll like ask me about stickers or like I have a tattoo and they'll ask me about it and I'm like, "Oh, it's hard to stop." And they're like, "What is that? Should I watch it?" Gosh. Well, obviously I should watch it. You got a tattoo like and I'm like, "Yes, mm-hmm. everyone should watch this show." Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Alyssa, do you have We're in vastly different parts of the US, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, so my experience has radically changed moving from New York City to rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um I moved from New York City to a red district in a swing state. <laughs> hey, fun. So not for nothing, Ashley, the friends that I had local to me who were into Heartstopper are our internet friends <laughs> who just so happen to also live in and yeah. around New York City. Um, but there weren't really people like outside of our already established circle of queer nerd friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who had really watched it with the exception of I went to dinner. My husband and I went to dinner with his sister and her and her husband and we were just chatting about like, oh, you know, like watch anything cool recently. And before I could bring it up, my sister-in-law goes, have you guys watched Heartstopper? And I was like, have I? Have I? <laughs> I've watched it like seven times. I've read the comic. I, I'm like, not for nothing. My sister-in-law is bisexual and married to a trans man. So like still within like the queer bubble. But it was the first time that I'd been in a situation where I wasn't the one to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you couldn't have just done what I did then and just wore like a heartstopper quote on a t-shirt to a public event and just had people come up to you and be like ah, i love the show that wouldn't really happen not really not here at least um okay i also realized that i never said how i found it so Mm. oh yeah so i work on a couple of different podcasts and youtube shows and so i was editing an episode and i believe it was ryan houlihan was like waxing poetic about how amazing the representation was and everybody needs to watch it. It had like just come out. I was like, okay, I'll put that on my list and didn't think about it again for a couple more weeks. And then I was making dinner. I had a lot of editing to get done. So I was like, okay, I clocked out of my day job. I worked from home, grabbed some dinner. And I was like, I got like 30 minutes while I eat. Perfect. I'll watch the pilot of this hard stopper show. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Four hours later. Second episode <laughs> and third episode. And I did no work that night. <laughs> and I watched the entire series from beginning to end and was like, this is amazing. I love this so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I just like started rewatching. Re- like it was just on repeat. I watched it probably like 10 or 11 times. Wow. And so I was like, okay, these this is based off of a comic. Like obviously I need to read the source material. So I ordered all the books and waited about three days (laughs) shipping was like nine days or something three days later i was like this is taking too long so i went to webtoon (laughs) and i read all of what was on webtoon um and then i reread all the books when they got delivered and Mm -hmm. then i just started like like Alyssa said kind of 
comic repeat. show, comic yeah. show, and listening mm-hmm. to ASMR at night of <laughs> someone reading the comics. So, oh wow, yes, Cherry ASMR. Oh, I will, I will drop your name every time. <laughs> it's so good, it's Cherry with two eyes. Cherry with two eyes. I am yeah. definitely going to look that up. Yeah, and she yeah. reads um, like chapter by chapter, or you know, and goes through. Um, so I just kind of like made a playlist of all, and I just called it like Heartstopper ASMR. So I just put it on when I sleep, and it just loops. <laughs> <laughs> so you can continue absorbing more Heartstopper. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it shows because, like, from listening to your podcast, like, your observations are amazing, both of you. Like, some of the things that you pick out are Thank so you. astute Thank and you. would just completely pass yeah, me by. That yeah, things we've never yeah. even noticed. And I thought we'd watched it a lot. Some of that, yeah. at least for me, is also the two years of TV production studying. Mm. So. Yeah, that, yeah. Must, that must help as well, yeah. It's the hyperfixation for me. So, (laughs) (laughs) whenever I'm talking about media, everyone, I always I say like the first I'm like you do have to acknowledge I'm an ex film student, Mm -hmm. so like my brain is wired to look at these specific things. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's been so many times you'll be able to really help us today then probably because there's been so many times where we've said things like oh and the way that this shot is framed is really cool and Mm -hmm. if we were film students we'd probably be able to describe it but we can't (laughs) but it's just good (laughs) (laughs) so I suppose is that kind of the angle that you guys come from then i mean how would because in theory like our podcasts are quite similar aren't they in that we go through the episode kind of beat by beat um, and talk about what what stood out to us so what what's your kind of angle that you would say that you come in at i feel like our entire thing is like from the bi- bisexual perspective mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay and for me being someone who kind of accepted themselves and came out like later Mm -hmm. I was in my like mid to late 20s when I came out. So just like seeing this from a perspective of someone who did not get to experience like a queer youth, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's definitely like where I'm coming from. Um, But Alyssa Mm -hmm. does bring in a lot of like movie lingo. (laughs) Yeah, I I do. The the kind of extra stuff that I add is uh, number one Isaac's book watch, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is very important because I I will kind of like bring in and like talk about like here's what Isaac is reading and here's how it relates. Mm-hmm. And one time I actually I was going back through my notes from our season one episodes, um, sort of in preparation for this, and I remembered I'd forgotten about this, but I went on a whole rant about how Isaac reminds me of this like very small character in the great gatsby <laughs> i think i talked about it for like 10 minutes a long time <laughs> um, like so that kind of stuff and then also like filmmaking like craft stuff mm-hmm. i i will also kind of bring it just because i can't turn that part of my brain off yeah mm-hmm. yeah I've tried. Um, and also the teacher angle. Uh, there are a lot of times where I just go, as an educator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed your latest episode when you were like, as a teacher, you just would not. You would never. What is Mr. Farouk doing? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Thank you. I get very, I get, I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. About yeah. Not just in this show, just like in general. <laughs> To be fair, we've had quite a lot of questions about um, some of the school scenes this season, haven't we? And like mm-hmm. the supervision, we haven't got there yet, but we're 
when they go on Paris with like when they go to Paris with like two members of staff, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, and then just get told like, yeah, just go off One and we'll off. just yeah. see you at five hours. <laughs> Don't get lost. Yeah. Like that would never happen where I'm from. <laughs> no, but for you know, we give them like artistic license. Yeah, there's sure. like certain things where I'm like, okay, for narrative purposes, exactly. I can suspend yeah. my belief and think maybe there's other adults on this trip, but yeah. we don't care about them. Yes, that's a mm-hmm. good point. Yeah. Maybe. But like, that's a generous reading of the text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you kind of got to dis- suspend disbelief a bit because yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. they wouldn't get to like frolic through Paris together. and <laughs> Right. Yeah. Do we want to just talk about, like, the school stuff? So I wrote down some school questions. Oh, go on. We're, we're mad as well. We're on it, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still very confused about form. Okay. Okay. So it's the class where you go first thing in the morning to have the register taken to say, yep, I'm at school, and just kind of get set get for notices. the day. Your yeah. form tutor will just give you any announcements, like any whole school news type, like, notices okay, yes. and then send you off so it's definitely yeah. homeroom okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah and generally speaking you'd sort of you'd stick with your form for most lessons i think unless you were kind of set into ability but like certainly from, from my experience it was only really like maths and science and english that were split into ability and everybody else you would stick with your form so you would kind of travel around with them uh-huh. and we didn't have mixed year group forms gotcha. um until we got to 17 and 18 that was the only time we mixed forms. Okay. Do you have any other school British school related questions that we could? Oh, I so do. many. <laughs> I have a list. Yeah. I okay. Do. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So the exam hall two week study period for GCSE. Mm-hmm. Mm. What <laughs> is it? Just is it the full school day, or is it like? I think in my school it was just the full morning up until lunchtime okay. and then the afternoon you would have your more kind of like your art your PE your non-sitting subjects if that makes <laughs> sense yeah See, yeah um, my experience okay. was different to that again um, um, American shows do not accurately recommend represent the American no. schooling experience <laughs> either so like, absolutely not. No. Yeah, yeah in in any kind of storytelling situation you have to you know tweak things in order to like actually tell the story because that's more important than it being accurate um yeah absolutely we're just weird nerds who ask all the really (laughs) deep questions that no one else is asking yeah (laughs) absolutely um my theory around this one is that heartstopper is representing a very particular slice of english demographic um it's quite middle class and i suspect that truham and higgs are quite good schools in a nice Mm -hmm. area and so they are possibly enforcing a stricter um, type of study period than um than other schools um and Mm -hmm. i think it is probably giving a bit of a a contrast to the sort of free and liberal ideals of the show i think it's trying to set those within a more constrained environment to give us a bit more mm. a bit more of a contrast but that that's what my feeling is anyway that's pretty good theory i like that <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, their uniforms are definitely fancier than ours were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and no one has their shirts untucked. Like, we would be constantly untucking our shirts, um, and then as soon as we saw a teacher, would, like, hastily stuff them in and then pull them straight back out. Um, Nobody does that in Heartstopper. They're all beautifully tucked in, um, and their ties are, are done up nicely all the time. Oh, did your school go through a phase? Like, I think... With the uniform thing, it makes people really want to try and express their individuality, but like you have to do it through the uniform. Mm -hmm. So the way people tried to do that in my school was either making their ties kind of ludicrously short so they only came to here (laughs) Mm -hmm. or ludicrously long so that they were like down to their crotch area and they were like, <laughs> no one just had a nice normal tie <laughs> i don't think we ever went long we definitely went short oh yeah yeah or with the massive um loop at the top as yes, well yeah yeah tie fashion i've never had a um uniform for school so me neither no. never ever uh, public school in the u.s it varies because in new york city my students had uniforms but most schools don't like right. private schools will um and like mm-hmm. catholic school but just like the standard public schools don't really do uniforms unless there's mm-hmm. like you know specific exceptions i know i i know that a lot of urban districts do uniforms mm-hmm. like the district that i'm in now is also an urban district and they just did away with them oh, right. fairly wow. recently even then like a lot of the, like if it's like at my old school it was khaki bl- black or navy slacks and a polo shirt in the school's colors or a school issued t-shirt and we gave out t-shirts for everything so the kids (laughs) were in t-shirts and and then they were allowed jeans or sweatpants on fridays so like even then it's like fairly lax compared Mm. to like uk uniforms that's yeah very different okay so i have another question okay go on about isolation Mm -hmm. is it really isolation if they put more than one person in there (laughs) (laughs) again like i feel like we had a teacher that would sit in the isolation room so yeah you wouldn't be in there totally on your own Mm -hmm. but you'd probably have people from different classes that had all been sent to isolation so you might have eight or nine tables in there but again individually you know separated Mm -hmm. so you'd be sat on them working in silence but i suppose that depends on the school i think yeah no because i had questions i was like is mr farouk seriously putting these two unsupervised in isolation because that seems like a terrible idea no matter which way you slice it because option one is you just busted these two kids talking for all you know they're besties and you've just put them alone in a room unsupervised Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do talk Mm -hmm. real scenario these two kids hate each other and it's a miracle that they didn't kill each other (laughs) yeah in that room they could have escalated couldn't it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think, again, it's for story purposes. I don't think in any real school you'd be left completely unsupervised Mm -hmm. with other children with you. I think in our school, we just had like one isolation room that was next door to the head teacher's office so that they could like, and they had a little window that they could keep an eye. But and I think the dividers between people who had to sit in there would have been much larger but I never went there because I was too good (laughs) I wouldn't know (laughs) okay so also prom Mm -hmm. is it 
Is this accurate? Would it be later in the summer like that instead of closer to the school year? Well, we were all kinds of confused about the timeline mm. of this school year. Yeah. They had sports day a while ago, and that's usually like the last thing you do before the summer holidays. Yeah. So I think, again, it's just for story purposes, like where it fits. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think prom will be at the end of the school term, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think... Because we didn't read ahead in the comics at all because mm-hmm. we discovered Heartstopper right. through the show. So mm-hmm. we just watched season one and then waited. And because the end of season one was sports day, we thought that's the end of the school year. Yeah, And that season yeah. two would be like either starting from the summer holidays or picking up from the beginning of the next school year. And we thought that's how they're going to get rid of Ben and Harry because they're going to have finished school um but I was wondering how that was going to work because Nick's also in the year above Charlie isn't Mm -hmm. he so but it wasn't they've just swapped the whole school year around and just (laughs) (laughs) fortunately it's like eternally sunny in this version Mm. of England um (laughs) except for the day that it snows but the rest of the time it's like (laughs) permanently sunny um and even then it's very sunny whilst it's still snowing yeah yes yeah (laughs) not the horrible gray sludge that we normally get um so yeah but you know artistic license (laughs) (laughs) exactly my last question is um have you noticed the way that they tie their shoes and do you tie your shoes like that (laughs) um i I have not noticed the way that they tie their (laughs) shoes and is it particularly unusual it's strange maybe the fact that we haven't noticed it means that it's normal for us and that's why we haven't picked up on it would you like me to get a shoe to because i'm intrigued now how do they tie it i have um i like clipped it together it's on tiktok that's amazing i'm gonna go get a shoe. i forgot about this ashley i completely <laughs> forgot about oh i did this. not i was like i have to ask them about the shoes maybe we should all just like tie one and reveal at the same time <laughs> i can't believe i'm about to tie a shoe <laughs> not having the shoe on my foot this is bizarre okay mm-hmm. just pretend i'm doing this normally make my bunny ears bunny ears uh-huh loop them over each other cool no yeah, okay that's, that's how, how we tie it well. okay yeah. that's normal okay okay phew i thought you were about to <laughs> blow my mind there's like okay so they do like one loop and then they like pull it around and tuck it in uh yeah I do know people who do it like that, but they're weirdos. <laughs> okay, confirmed. I'm putting that on record. Confirmed. These are weirdos. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a normal way to tie a shoe. Oh, maybe he's just tucking in. It is quite common to like with Converse, like tie it and then tuck the laces kind of like to mm-hmm. the side of the tongue. I, I think that like what we've what we've kind of just boiled it down to is it's probably some weird continuity filmmaking thing that none of us could even like consider (laughs) (laughs) or like for like convenience of like, you have to do this shot, you know, five, 10, 15 times. And Mm -hmm. this is just easier and faster to do and undo. Mm -hmm. Why bother filming it? Why not just not have the shot? Yeah, I, that's also a very valid point. Yeah, <laughs> I think what we've discovered is 
that we've all watched this show waiting on <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're now having a discussion about shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, should we get on to like the answers for each other's end of episode yes. questions? Yeah. Because I'm intrigued to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear y'all's answers. <laughs> So we have two features each week, don't we, Kate? Um, mm-hmm. Our first one is our heartstopper moment. Yes. Um, and that's where we pick the moment that made our heart jump in our rib cage the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the time those have been positive moments, but there have been ones that haven't been. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they can be heartstopping for a, a bad reason as well as a good reason but just that kind of moment that really stays with you that sort of screenshot um Mm -hmm. screenshot moment yes and we also have our panic line advice section based off of charlie's phone background the gate panic line (laughs) and that's where we ask listeners to come up with advice that they would like to shout through the screen at the characters during each episode as well Mm -hmm. and we do the same We've had some quite amusing ones, haven't we? Um, oh, yeah. Some of them are quite serious ones, but um, yeah, we've had some some funny ones as well. I'm excited. I have notes. <laughs> yeah, my my advice is all over the place. So, yeah. brilliant. Um, so for us, we also have two where we do our favorite quote from the episode. And then we have our heart stopometer scale. Um, and it's a Love scale that. of one to five on how hard your heart stopped. But it is only good, not bad. But you can go, the the one to five is very loose. <laughs> you can go in either direction as far as you want. I discovered okay. that in the episode I listened to earlier. I think, uh, Alyssa, you might have given something like a 10,000 or... <laughs> yeah, we, um, yeah. We, um, we set it as a, a zero to five scale, but we've gone way over. We've gone, have we gone negative? We've said other people can go negative, mm-hmm. but have we? I haven't gone negative okay. yet. Um, I feel like I might have during like bully or something. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel like there's always enough lovely stuff yeah. isn't there to yeah. not quite go go negative but yeah mm. i have to say i didn't think i was this person but like when i started looking at it and there wasn't a defined scale that i could go within i was like i, I have no idea where to pitch this <laughs> <laughs> that's okay so our friend tj gave every episode a five out of five so okay. yeah okay yeah well, I'll, that's fair I have a, a method that I've gone through, so I might need some help, like putting a numerical number on it. But I will talk you through my thinking as we get as we get there. <laughs> oh, <God. Perfect>. yeah. <laughs> so, should we start with episode one? Mm-hmm. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so episode one, season one, meet. So, my quote from episode one. I'm hoping this counts because mm-hmm. it was a text quote rather than a spoken quote. But mine was the "Thank you, X." that nick te- uh, sorry that charlie texts nick at the end of the episode oh that's a good one yeah that is a nice one because that's the first ever message that he sent mm. sweet um i went with um well i was gonna go for the high montage and i thought it's too obvious so then i went for um when Charlie was talking to Tori on the bus about like his perfect guy and was saying that he just wanted someone he could have a laugh with and he's nice and kind and just likes being with him. Um, but then ends up saying like, I'd probably just sell for someone tall. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that's a good one. Solid choices. So what were your um what was your top moment, your heart stopper moment for episode one? My moment was um at the end of the rugby slash Dover Beach montage mm-hmm. uh when Charlie finally bests Nick and Nick says, Well done, and Charlie giggles and Nick gets the leaves and like falls in um, love. Ah, uh, mm. that's nice. Yeah. I feel like my answer to this question now and my answer to this question when I first started watching would be very different because mm-hmm. for me now it's just it's that first shot where like the person moves out of the way and like Charlie sees Nick for the first time. Yeah. It just yeah. gives me all of these feelings and like I know that that's not like my holistic overall answer but like now anytime I watch that I just am like because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what's coming. Um, yeah exactly. Yeah. And we've talked as well, haven't we, Kate? Like reflecting a week later, it's like, oh, I wish I'd chosen that because there are just so many, aren't there? And they they yeah. resonate mm-hmm. differently at different times. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no fixed answer. But. Yeah, we've talked a lot about how for us, season one made us cry a lot more um, initially. And season two didn't seem to hit as hard. But then since we've been re-watching it, it's made me cry just as much. (laughs) And I think that's because maybe the first time I was watching it, I had more expectations and was like watching to see what would happen instead of just absorbing it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So now that we're on our our re-watch phase, I can feel my feelings again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I definitely cried way more with season two. Did you? I did, yeah. We also knew what was coming because we yeah. had read the comics. And so we had the mm-hmm. like nervous anticipation. Right. And all, all the stuff yeah. with Charlie. And I know a lot of the stuff with Charlie hits very close to home for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, by the end, like it, I finished watching it and I just was like, I think I'm dehydrated because there's no more. What's going oh, no. on? <laughs> I know. I was like, Alice, I'm going to need you to reimburse me for my like iv therapy i'm gonna have to get because <laughs> i literally like and i've obviously just also had season two on repeat i've mm-hmm. just now gotten to a point where i've stopped crying watching right. it i told my partner i was like when is it gonna when is it gonna like get numb when am i gonna get <laughs> yeah. uh, like <laughs> be able to watch this yeah. without crying like <laughs> oh. never yeah i'm still not for me, it's the um, Taryn Darcy's kiss in season one with churches playing in the background. Yes. I mm-hmm. can't listen to mm-hmm. Church's Clearest Blue whilst uh, driving anymore because it will make me cry oh. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> I have had to pull over whilst driving because it's come on my shuffle <laughs> on Spotify and I'll be like, no, I love not that. Just <laughs> <laughs> sobbing on the motorway like <laughs> <laughs> yeah should come with a warning <laughs> it really should so did you guys manage to think of any advice for characters from episode one so does it count if it's advice that they follow within the same episode yeah uh because so i have two because i have this one is kind of funny and then i have like a more serious <laughs> one mm-hmm. but um charlie dump ben that seems like an obvious one so i was like that's a cop-out let me think um but i actually ended up um giving mr ajai some advice oh okay so i said charlie is not gonna take any of your advice except that now eventually Mm -hmm. he will realize you were right but he is a teenager and will never admit it (laughs) 
<laughs> I think everything you're saying to him is great, and I agree 100%, but don't take it personally when he doesn't listen to a single thing you say. Mm-hmm. Also, don't let students have lunch in your classroom. You will never find peace. that's true that's great i like that (laughs) i say as the teacher who always lets kids hang out in my room during lunch (laughs) (laughs) Um, my advice was to mr lang buckle up buttercup (laughs) you have no idea what you've just done (laughs) yeah Uh. (laughs) by seeing them next to each other yeah yeah. he's responsible for all of this really he's the Mm -hmm. yes like quiet like hero of the whole series it took me a moment to know who you were talking about because we always call him mr exposition because he just always seems to turn up when we need to find out what's been happening (laughs) Uh (laughs) i love that that's awesome (laughs) just like side note like nick and charlie better invite mr lang to their wedding Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like if yeah. you have to, right? And Mr. Ajayi, and yes. then you have to bring Mr. Farouk, and you have to have Coach Singh. But like, yeah, yeah. Coach Singh, yeah. yeah. So heartstoppometers then. Oh yes, Kate. Do you have do you have one ready to go? Yes, I have a a sensible and quite like <laughs> rational four out of five because my my feeling was when I was watching this episode for the first time, obviously. I knew the series was going to be good, but I didn't know how good. I was like, oh, this is a really good series and I want to watch more of it immediately. So yeah, four out of five. Kind of knew it was good. Didn't realize how good. That tells you how high my heart's performance is about to go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I couldn't put a numerical value on mine because I couldn't, I just couldn't pin it down (laughs) so i need some help so i've like for each episode at the moment i've done a little heart can you see that and i've like filled up so this one's like half full but is a bit wavy because i was a bit like i was trying to put myself in the shoes of when i first watched it and so Mm -hmm. i was like okay i'm really enjoying this i'm feeling warm feelings um but there's some pretty um shaky stuff going on with Ben and I don't know where this is going to go so that's why it's a little bit wavy um, mm. the, the you know the ocean is not smooth <laughs> in this series um, so that's where I'm at so I haven't quite pinned down my scale sounds like a 3 3, 3.5 <laughs> maybe yeah okay so episode 2 episode 2 crush, crush. crush. Um, <laughs> My quote straight away fits with the um, title of the episode because it was Isaac's like, but I want to believe in romance. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. When Tao's telling him not to encourage Charlie to have a crush on straight boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, because Nick Nelson's so straight. Toby's delivery is so good in that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And in season one, he didn't get to speak that much. So it was really nice for him to have that moment so mine was from tori and it was um her saying i don't think he's straight when um oh, Nick leaves yes. after the um after the after the hand crackles <laughs> and the, the hug at the door yes yeah that's an iconic one mm-hmm. just pretty much everything tori says is iconic isn't it like yeah. she's <laughs> another one who doesn't say much but when she does she always just like mm-hmm. sticks it yeah. knocks it out of the pot my moment for crush, I am torn between two moments. One is Nick's face when 
they are sharing the stool and Charlie's like teaching him drumming and he's like realizing like, Oh, you know, so Mm -hmm. that like his facial expressions and stuff get me in that scene. And also the, the hand crackles, the hand fireworks. Those are like one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, That's actually what I ended up getting for my tattoo is their hands and and this. Oh, so that's like yeah. a, a thigh piece oh, of them um, fantastic. doing that. But I added, so I put it in a comic panel and I took Joe and Kit's hands from friend whenever they're like tapping each other about the birthday party mm-hmm. invitation. Um, yeah. So it's that shot of Nick, like pinky touching Charlie on the desk Oh, and I put the fireworks in with oh, it. So. I love that. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Is there a picture of that somewhere on your Instagram? Because I would like to. I think I put it in the stories, yeah. but I'll send you. I'll send it. over. <laughs> mine, this is not going to surprise Ashley at all. Um, mine is the snow scene to um, dance with me because that is, okay. like, it's one of my favorite moments of the entire series. Beautiful. But, like, if I had to pinpoint it down to, like, a single, like, shot, it's, like, when they're, like, laying down and the camera is, like, it's, like, a bird's mm-hmm. eye view and the, like, animated snow. Oh, yes. it gets me. I love it so much. I love how they like blend the animation in mm-hmm. to the real life, and it just shows that it's like this fantasy situation, but it's also real life. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they're also kind of like in this other world. Yeah, exactly. It captures the like magic that you feel in those moments, and yeah. like, puts it yeah, on the screen definitely. so you can see it. I love exactly. it. Just, I, I love that. I actually, I always refer to it as the dance with me scene because the song, like the music works so well. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it feels like snow is falling, but also it feels like that, like young, like crush, like, yeah. And it's just, it it gets me in a lot of different ways that that (laughs) scene is really, really well done. Mm -hmm. So did you have any panic line advice for the the characters in that episode? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mine was for Tao. Hmm. I know you're terrified of Charlie ending up in a bad place again at school, but you could not protect him from the world. And he is his own person who can make his own decisions and talk to whoever he wants. And mm-hmm. you have to learn to accept that and trust him and trust him in his own decisions. Right. That's, That's advice. Good. Yeah. I have that advice for him later. <laughs> <laughs> I was about um, to say, we ended up giving Tao quite a lot of advice did. in yeah. season one oh. because he just, he, he, he needed, needed it. it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. I'm glad you guys agree. I feel he was listening in the break yes, between the seasons. I think yeah. he was listening too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my, I not all of my advice is to teachers. Actually, this is it's just the first two episodes, and this is Ashley's fault because she suggested I do this. <laughs> um, but it's to Miss Greenwood, um, L's forum teacher. Oh yeah. I think it's great that you want to check in on your students. Mm-hmm. However. Maybe don't do it so loudly and in front of the entire Mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. And definitely don't suggest that you could assign another student to look after her. If you're really worried, there are ways that you can do this. Like talking to Elle privately and asking her how she's been adjusting. Or planning a group activity and assigning Elle to a group with Tara or another student who you think would be welcoming. But don't do this. this. This is terrible. Yes, <laughs> I like the group activity idea. That'd yeah, be a much more natural yeah. way for to get her to meet mm-hmm. Tara, who you think she's going to get on with, than just like assigning her a friend. <laughs> totally didn't do that last week. Oh, <laughs> excellent teacher alert! <laughs> it worked. 
Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> Were you sitting behind your desk like, yes. <laughs> it's all coming together. Teacher instincts for the win. <laughs> but I did, I did like in the back of my mind, I was like, thanks, Heartstopper, for giving me this idea. Yeah. yeah. So where did y'all fall on the scale for this one? Do you want me to go first again? Go on, With then, my yeah. actual numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I gave this one four out of five as well. Because again, like this is the one that made me start binge watching. So actually maybe I should give it like 4.5. But again, it felt like it was just kind of setting the scene and I was really enjoying it and it was really good. But, and it was good enough to make me want to carry on watching the next four consecutively. But yeah, it was still kind of just like building up to Mm -hmm. episode three, basically. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So on my filling up the heart... (laughs) Uh, there's like a, a teeny weeny weeny minuscule slither at the top that hasn't been filled mm-hmm. but i have given it a little trophy um because it had <laughs> my favorite um moments from the whole series which was the hand crackle section um so i, I suppose that's probably like 4.8 yeah yeah that's the number that came to my mind when you were like a sliver I'm yeah. like okay so like 4.8 yeah um 4. i'm gonna 8. need a photo of your hearts though i will i will send them through yeah yeah <laughs> okay so kiss oh this episode okay so this had our top part stop a moment from the whole series didn't it Kate? Ooh, it, did. it better yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think that i probably swayed that a bit because i was like this is the bit that made me sob uncontrollably for three hours so we're going to put it at the top of the list yeah. <laughs> um yeah for episode three my quote was um from l and it was well it's not old times anymore <laughs> it's a good mm. one yes mm-hmm. Okay. I love the delivery of that one as well. Yes. I didn't really do it justice, but she absolutely <laughs> sells it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine was, you're just going to assume they're a girl. Ooh, because yeah. for me, that was the turning point in the conversation that they were having mm-hmm. that led up to the kiss. And that must have been, that must have taken Nick a lot to say it mm-hmm. because he, he was then trying to drive towards the kiss and so yeah for me that was a really pivotal um yeah. pivotal moment that okay so not for nothing you said that and i got chills and like that's one of the <laughs> lines that's like one of the parts of the show where like even how many times i've watched it like i still get all like yeah i think mm-hmm. it held my breath at that point yeah 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 like, yeah it's like i can't breathe yeah mm-hmm. yeah Honestly, the first time I watched this through, my wife was away with work. And so I was watching it completely by myself in an empty house. But I was still like audibly going, what? No. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> like gasping at the screen. <laughs> well, <I> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I was watching it by myself, too. Um, and I remember like when Charlie turns and says, and bisexual people exist, I like jumped off of my couch. And I had like no knowledge going in either. So I didn't know that Nick was going to end up being bisexual. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. So like yeah. 
that's when I was like, oh, they're actually going to have like some some bisexual discourse in this. And then I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Not just <laughs> is the discourse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it so well. So go on. Where did you come down on your moment for this one? I feel like for this one, it's pretty obvious. Uh, but yeah, it's so it's actually the second kiss where like Nick grabs Charlie's hand and mm. like they like both go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mine is split again 50 50 i couldn't pick between two moments so it's the the tara darcy kiss with nick like watching and having a full-on revolution mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also the kiss like the yeah. kiss so mm-hmm. those both of those moments make me feel so intensely mm-hmm. and yeah. they're both like very iconic like shots yeah. and so i think that those those two are equal in in my mind for yeah. the moment and the fact that they're both in one episode, it's like, yeah. this show, like, how? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like this was the episode where, like, the CW is, like, the network that does a lot of the, like, teen melodrama. And I was like, mm-hmm. the CW could never. Yeah. The CW <laughs> would never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't even the series finale. That was, like, mm-hmm. episode three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any advice, then, for this episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is also for Tao again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has not even tried to understand why Charlie likes hanging out with Nick. And I think that maybe he should try spending some time with him and getting to know him a little before he blacklists him in his book and decides that he's fully and totally against this person. And so my advice, I guess, is to be a little more open and embrace uh, new people. Love it. Excellent advice. Mine is also for Tao. (laughs) Change is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you're scared of losing your friends, but I think it's important for you to remember that people grow and change, and that is a good thing. Pushing back and trying to force things to stay the same is only going to hurt you in the long run. Yeah. Fantastic advice. I feel like it goes along the lines of what Elle was trying to tell him. Yeah, yeah. Mm Yeah. And you just think after Tao having just seen how good the change of moving to Higgs was for Elle, mm. that would have made him realize that like, oh, change can be positive. But mm-hmm. it just took him a little longer to get there. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, heart stopometer. Yeah. Where'd y'all fall? A hundred thousand out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped up a little from 4.5 to out of five. <laughs> That's um very accurate for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I expect yeah. nothing less. And I'm sticking yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my heart is super full <laughs> and mm-hmm. is shining. <laughs> yes. um, so yeah, it's like five plus 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 plus. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean that's it's a big episode. So mm-hmm. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge. So shall we go on to secret then? Yeah. Yeah. It's my quote for this one, and I'm imagining, Kate, that yours will be the same as this because it was the inspiration for our <laughs> podcast, um, and it was the line where Nick yep. says, I'm having a proper full-on gay crisis. Yes. Just his face when he says that line, it's, oh. it's just, uh, it's it's such a good scene. We spend so much time talking about Kit Connor's face acting. Yes. Like, he is Yes. just, yeah, the king. Yeah, an Emmy festival. winner for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Was yours the same then, Kate? Yeah, my quote was obviously the same. Proper for long gay crisis. Could not. (laughs) 
What were your guys' heartstopper moments for this one? Mine is the bedroom kiss. Mm-hmm. Mm. Specifically when Charlie goes up on his tiptoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. This always gets me. Every time. So, mine... So I don't... I went back through my notes to help me remember these. And so I don't fully remember the exact context because a lot of the show <laughs> blurs together. But this uh, my notes are... <laughs> classroom this is like after the conversation mm-hmm. in the bedroom it's like the next yeah. school day that we see mm-hmm. yeah nick looks so happy to see charlie i am not okay code blue send help <laughs> i am unwell i just they're so cute and so happy <laughs> and so i was like well that must be it and i like i do remember it picture it yeah that shot very strongly parallels the shot at the beginning where mm-hmm. when they first meet and so like that as well mm-hmm. as in there. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought that my notes there were funny, so I wanted to share that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do remember that because they're like, at school, let's keep it a secret. And then at school, they're like, beaming. Yeah. And then they <laughs> see each other. It's oh, like yeah. very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked many times about the fact that it's, uh, you have to suspend disbelief a bit uh, that no yeah. clock that they're dating because they do not hide it well. At no. All. Oh. Do you have any advice for them in this episode? So I have advice to Nick in this episode mm-hmm. to open up to Charlie a bit more about your fears. I think it would make both of you feel better if you talked about the struggles you're having and work through it together. And also be honest with Imogen ASAP. Mm-hmm. I do understand not rejecting her in front of literally all of her friends, but this yeah. should have been a tonight conversation, not a tomorrow or Saturday conversation. Mm-hmm. Should have been rectified that day. Yeah. Totally agree. My advice is for Imogen. And I wrote from one too much girly to another. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Imogen, my sweet baby angel, guard your heart. I know you're dealing with a lot of big feelings and you don't know how to process them yet, but it's important to protect yourself. A lot of what happens can be mitigated by you keeping your feelings a bit closer to the chest. Don't close off completely, but some boundaries will do you very good in the long term. Yeah. Because I love her. Yeah. And she just, just everything comes out her mouth. And I'm like, sweet baby, (laughs) sweet baby, I love you. Like, same, but like, take it from me. It don't work. You could just see it in her eyes. It's like, there's no keeping it in. Is there just no keeping it in? (laughs) Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that also speaks to Rhea Norwood's acting because it's like bursting out of her all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Another excellent face actor. Yeah, they're also good. <laughs> they're all great. I mean, Isaac is the best because he has so few lines yeah. and his character is such a standout. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Heartstoppometer. Um, I've gone 10,000 for this one. Okay. So it's still like well off the one to five scale, but it's like. 10 times so less than the 100,000 yeah. of the <laughs> That was my thinking. <laughs> um, so my my heart has kind of filled up to the heart's cleavage, for want of a better word. <laughs> um, I've never I, heard it called that before, again, and I hope I never do again. <laughs> you know the bit I mean, though, don't you? I do know you. <laughs> um, and again, it's a bit kind of wavy because... Um, Obviously, I massively feel for Charlie in this situation that he's having to keep it a, a secret and all of those things that they're trying to work through. But yeah, it's definitely still up there. So I'm get, probably going to go three three point seven. 
3.7 for that one. Solid. Y'all like this episode more than we do. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is actually our least favorite episode. Really? Right. Yeah, there's just there's so much rugby. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of rugby. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were we we went a little lower on this one okay. um, because like obviously the beginning is like ah, yeah. but then yeah. all the rugby like drags me back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why I gave it the 10,000 because of the Nick in the Rain, like mm-hmm. the Notting Hill yeah. moment and mm-hmm. the proper full gay crisis. It's so good. It just, it gets, it's like right up top, but then everything else pulls it down. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's fair. So I suppose that brings us on to episode five. Friend. 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 Um, my quote for this one um, was Nick to Imogen saying, do you ever feel like, and to be fair, I've skipped a line here, um, your real personality has been buried inside you for a really long time. That line, mm. it just gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very powerful. Mm, it is. That's what he should have done straight away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he does eventually talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have gotten not following yeah yeah <laughs> that was very nearly my my top quote but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh mine was um tau when him and charlie are having the discussion in the bathroom and charlie's like oh i know you're gonna murder him and he's like oh i was gonna send him a strongly worded dm <laughs> But murder's <laughs> fine too. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> such a good quote. Yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> Alyssa, what was your moment? It was it's the in front of the um arcade not the, the um claw machine. Claw machine. And um, when Nick gives the picture frame to Charlie yeah. and he opens it and he's like, That was one of my favorite days ever. Yeah. And then I die and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. I, yet again, have two that I couldn't pick from between. <laughs> Nick and Imogen in the park. Um, that entire oh, yeah. scene is just beautifully shot and so important. Um, and also the claw machine, but their kiss at the claw machine, mm-hmm. because it's their first, like, they're in a public space, and they kiss for a long time yeah. <laughs> in that one. And so it's just like a turning point for them, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, so... Mm-hmm. love it and did you have any advice for that episode i my advice was for l mm-hmm. uh lean into your feelings and explore them and please remember truly how dramatic tau is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like t- try to let go of what he said about their friendship coming first and that whole bit because i think that drags her down a lot and mm. i just want to remind her that he is dramatic mm-hmm. AF. So let's like <laughs> yes. keep that in mind and kind of leave some wiggle room in that situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good advice. Mine is for Tao. <laughs> Trust your fucking friend. <laughs> um, you say you care about Charlie, but you also don't listen to a word that comes out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I famously have no patience for Tao in season one. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, so I just the, the, yeah, just you gotta fucking trust him. He's mm-hmm. telling you it's not like that. And obviously there's more to the story that he can't tell you right now, but just he's your friend. 
Trust <laughs> him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were so willing him to like work it out because they weren't hiding it well. Mm-hmm. Charlie no. said to him, like, he's not messing me around. Like, if Tower managed to join the dots and worked out like, oh, are you guys like actually together? Then yeah. Charlie might have been able to still keep his promise to Nick of not telling anyone, but like yeah. still have him know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I I have a theory that Tao is autistic. Oh, okay. And that that might not excuse but contextualize yeah. the yeah. fact that he hasn't really put um two and two together yet at this point in the series and it also would explain why he's so resistant to anything at all changing. Yes. Yeah. And his routine with the apple juice. Exactly. The apple juice and like the film night and mm-hmm. like yeah so i'm still i don't have like the fully worked out like essay on it but it's it's yeah. something that i've been looking at and no i think it makes a lot like of sense that. yeah mm, there's definitely some traits there that would mm-hmm. tao and darcy those are the ones i'm like autistic coded mm. autistic coded <laughs> <laughs> that said tao was still mm-hmm. the reason that my heart was kind of a third full for this episode some nice mm-hmm. moments but yeah just too much of season one towel drag it down <laughs> yeah and again it's just that sort of middle of season lull isn't it where we're kind of trying to set things up so yeah so probably about a two i'm gonna go because episode one was three i think i'm gonna go maybe 3.2 okay yeah 3.2 okay okay okay. it just doesn't yeah it just doesn't quite meet some of the other the other episodes for me no well since Mm -hmm. i went a hundred thousand for episode three and ten thousand for episode four i just went back down to solid five (laughs) 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 recent i was like okay well it's not got all the emotional highs but this is good television right here Mm. so it's still five out (laughs) nice okay Girls. Girl. Episode six. What were your quotes? Mine was from Tara. And mine was, don't feel you need to come out to anyone until you're ready. I just love that whole exchange between the two of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Tara is just such the voice of reason in that setting. And her and Nick have such a lovely dynamic between them. So that line (laughs) stood out to me. Yeah, sorry. I just chuckled because I just remembered the bit where he asks her like how she knew she was a lesbian and she was like oh yeah kissing you made me realize that's not like this yeah. at all yeah. <laughs> and his face where he's like okay you're welcome <laughs> yeah it's really nice i really like their friendship um my quote i went for um olivia coleman sarah asking Nick do you remember that summer when we had to watch Pirates of the Caribbean like every night because <laughs> you're in love with Kira Knightley and <laughs> him being like shut up <laughs> and then it's, it's like I suppose it's kind of a quote into a moment where right. his eyes yes watching like flicking between Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley because relatable yeah I think every bisexual in the world was like thank you <laughs> I yeah. felt very seen mm-hmm I had a whole diatribe when we got to that about Pirates of the Caribbean bisexuals versus the mummy bisexuals and how Eddie, <laughs> my husband, introduced a secret third option, which is oh. um, 2002 live action Scooby-Doo bisexuals. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so now I need to inform everybody of this. Um, yeah. 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 It's Daphne and Fred, right? Obviously. <laughs> but like also like Linda Cardellini. <laughs> Mm, yeah. Oh, I meant Velma. Sorry. Yeah. Do but also, know. like, okay, so not for nothing, Sarah Michelle Geller is Daphne. So, Michelle like, Geller, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, not a bad option. <laughs> but I'm saying all this retrospectively because actually, in whenever that was released, I, well, up until watching Heartstopper, I identified as lesbian. And it took watching Heartstopper and kind of seeing that whole storyline about like bisexuals exist to realize that I was bisexual because when I was in my teens I dated guys who were kind of feminine and it was actually my boyfriend when I was 16 who was like are you dating me because I'm kind of feminine and do you think you might be a lesbian and I was like oh shoot yeah I do find girls attractive then went on to date only women ended up marrying my lovely wife which I'm very grateful for um but then, yeah, literally it was watching this show and wow. replaying those experiences where I was like, oh, shoot, I, I just like both all along. I, I love that, though. I love that, <laughs> that journey. Great. I love that so much. I was really privileged to kind of be listening to you ha- kind of almost have that realization on our podcast and like in front of me. That was, was a lovely moment to have shared with you, Kate. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's a lovely moment to have. And it just shows again, like, impact of this show mm-hmm. because even for me who already thought I was like quite a out and proud gay woman uh, it still showed me things about myself that I didn't know so yeah just healing the world <laughs> one crowd yeah. time <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so many of like our listeners who've like written in and messaged us or it's like adults talking about how healing this show has been mm-hmm. And yeah. we've had so many messages from people who are like, you know, grown adults who are just now realizing their queer identities. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my moment is actually almost word for word. What Like I wrote down almost word for word what you already said about Nick and the Pirates of the Caribbean moment. Mm. Um, I noticed the Pirates moment, specifically the close up on his eyes looking back and forth because same yeah. Nick. Same. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And sorry to bring it back, but that was one of the things like when I was with my boyfriend when I was 16 and he had that conversation with me of like, I think you might be with me because I'm a bit feminine. He handed me the TV remote and was like, Can you flick through the channels and just find a guy that you find attractive? And I was like, Orlando Bloom and Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and he was like, Kind of feminine still though. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I take your point, but that's just my type, so. Listen, it, it, it's more masculine than saying Orlando Bloom in Lord of the Rings, though. True. I still never watched Lord of the Rings. <gasps> it is one of the great shames of my life. You I know. do it. It's worth I it. I need to. I do it's need worth to. It. I saw it's the well musical of Lord of the Rings. That was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Didn't okay. know that was a thing. I bet that was I felt great. like it flopped. It was spectacular, but way too expensive to ever run. <laughs> um, oh, definitely. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was It was. definitely worth seeing. But anyway, that was a sad point. Going to be investigating <laughs> that on the internet later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what was your moment? So mine was, um, so after, so they're at, 
Charlie's house and Nick is getting ready to leave and it's like he like asks Charlie on like a proper date and he leaves and as soon as the door closes Charlie does this like excited happy dance mm-hmm. and it let it's like this moment where I'm just like full to bursting with like love and joy so yeah Charlie's little dance yeah. oh brilliant love that yeah so I'm so enjoying this conversation I'm so grateful that you guys agreed to do this because <laughs> when we were doing the first season and we could only pick one moment from each episode we were killing ourselves like, <laughs> so many yeah. so now getting to hear you guys have two different ones for each episode is, is just giving me life <laughs> okay do you have any advice for characters in this episode yes yeah my advice for Tara is to talk to a trusted adult about her struggles as well. Mm-hmm. I like that she's opening up to Darcy, but Darcy's also a teenager and what she's yeah. feeling is bigger than mm-hmm. than what a teenager can handle. And so maybe talk to your mom or a therapist mm-hmm. about what you're going through. Solid advice. My, my advice is to Tara and Darcy uh, as a combined unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meddling is not a great idea. <laughs> uh, as, fu- as fun as it seems especially when your friend has explicitly asked you not to mm. um, because I honestly feel like some of their meddling kind of put like t- took Elle kind of several steps back in terms yeah. of her like coming okay. to like understand her feelings for Tao and actually act on them mm-hmm. um, and like not for nothing I know we're not talking about season 2 with this but like that continues into season 2 yeah. where Tara's advice kind of doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Tao and Elle could have got there much quicker without that little interruption. But I did love that their group chat was called Meddling Gays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, not for, like the payoff in the loop is worth it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so where'd we fall on the scale for this one? It's another solid five out of five for me. No massive highs, but it's just a great episode all around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've filled my heart up to its cleavage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've given it some bright sparkles because objectively, I really liked this episode. It was just fun and um, I loved the atmosphere and I loved the developing dynamic of the friendship group with the addition of Tara and Darcy. Meddling aside, mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. that that was kind of becoming a, a thing. But yeah, it, it, I couldn't give it as much as, as some of the other episodes. So um, mm-hmm. it's probably about a 4.3. Okay. 4. Yeah. 3. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so rocketing towards the end, bully. <sighs> bully. <laughs> I found it really hard to pick a quote for this one. So I just had to go with char. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That is a good one. Oh, and the look on Charlie's face. Yeah. I went with um, OC, Olivia Coleman. Um, Charlie's a really good friend, isn't he? Oh. Because oh, that was one of those moments, you know, we were talking about the Kelly mm-hmm. gaze, not being sure where it's going to go. That was one where my heart was in my mouth, like, oh, no, it's all about to go horribly wrong. But then it did not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, my moment for Bully is the the full like handhold firework crackles in the movie theater. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah. Mine is actually in the car when Oscar winner Olivia Coleman <laughs> is trying to 
communicate to like when she says Charlie is a really special friend and like Nick and also Nellie is like in between his legs. And I, my note at the end of that, it's like me like writing out the lines of the conversation and then it's just me sobbing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was sobbing pretty much continuously Mm -hmm. from episode three onwards throughout. Yeah. 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 Um, Hot stopometer wise, I gave episode seven a minus a thousand, I believe that's allowed. Yes. As, if I've read the email correctly. It is yes. allowed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bullies are hard up. It yeah. is a very hard episode. Yeah, I've 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 gone low and there's there's a sad face <laughs> in my heart. Um oh. but it was still enough for me to have have a little warmth going on in my chest. So um I'm probably gonna go 1.8 okay yeah (laughs) i'm going for very specific non-integers yeah (laughs) the um the char of it all yeah Mm -hmm. back back up so yeah yeah that's true um did we do your advice no oh um i have two uh my first one is uh harry and ben please take a long walk together off a short pier (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) um that's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Yep. <laughs> and then my actual uh, advice is again to Tao because I have no patience for him in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop making everything about you and talk to your friend. Have a goddamn conversation and listen instead of making snap judgments and refusing to keep an open mind. Yes. Excellent. Because the end of that episode and like Tao being like, this is all your, it just destroys me. And I'm just like, you know what, Tao fuck right the fuck off. Yeah. And he knows like of anyone, he knows how easily Charlie takes the blame for everyone else's actions. Uh So Mm -hmm. it felt like he did that deliberately. He said that deliberately because he knows like Charlie's primed to take responsibility. So if I tell him this is all your fault, he's just going to take it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. That's that ties in with my advice, which is Mm -hmm. for Charlie um, to also perhaps find a therapist to discuss why he blames himself for everything that everyone else does. Um, and then I have like a stream of consciousness that came after. <laughs> He's done nothing but support Nick through this journey of discovery. And most of Nick's friends do suck. That is a fact. Nick is his own person and can make his own choices. And you need to respect that and trust him. And oh my God, this is sounding very familiar to something I've said to Tao earlier <laughs> in this note. <laughs> Yeah, but they all need to hear it. Absolutely. They all need to hear yeah. it. Mm. So, the big one, episode eight, Boyfriend. Boyfriend. What quotes do you have for us? <laughs> Go on, Kate. I've got a few. Um, <laughs> I couldn't choose just one because initially I was just like, obviously, we're boyfriends on the beach. Huge one. Um, then you've also got Mr. Ajayi's Don't Let Anyone Make You Disappear. Yes. Absolutely iconic. But I ended up going with Nick telling Tao you should try rugby because it's good for releasing <laughs> negative emotion. Just because that I love Tao's facial expression, like how completely deadpan he <laughs> that. And yes. how Nick has a little chuckle to himself because he knows he's not going to like take that advice anyway. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's a nice moment of levity, that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
principle I went for, you don't get to let me feel like crap anymore just because you hate yourself. Um, And I was like, that was such a moment of growth for Charlie. Um, Mm -hmm. I just was like, yeah. Yes. And the one like little tear that comes out of Ben's eye and I'm like, yeah, Mm. cry. (laughs) 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 It does though upset me because I'm like, that was such a good like conclusion to the Ben stuff. I'm like, why did we have to bring him back? I know. I know. I was just thinking that today when I wrote that, I was like, yeah, why have we done the Ben thing again? Surely we can draw a line onto that. But yes. Oh, well. (laughs) I was very resistant to it, but I was like, if you're going to bring him back, Mm. they did the right thing to make literally everyone, including the teacher shit on him all season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, if you're going to bring him back, that's the way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually we haven't talked about this on our podcast yet because we were trying not to give spoilers oh, to later episodes, but the moment, no, it's okay. The moment at the, when he goes to the art school, mm-hmm. yes. I think that was well mm-hmm. done. Oh yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much. I thought some of the visual symbolism of that was a little on the nose, but um, yeah, <laughs> we've talked a bit about that in season two. It's a little bit mm-hmm. in your face, some of it, isn't it? Um, yeah, but, but yeah. So there were a lot of moments to choose from in in episode eight. So what did you pick mm-hmm. as your top moment? Um. So I, from the moment that Nick walks off of the rugby pitch until the end of the episode. <laughs> okay, that's a moment. We'll give you that. <laughs> it's a moment in television history. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, although, actually, I'm not going to lie. Imogen's face when she oh, sees yeah. them walk yeah. off together, huh. it does things for me. Yeah. Um, but then after the conversation that Imogen has with Nick when he actually does come out to her in season mm-hmm. two and she's like, it makes sense that you didn't like me because you were gay. And then the face crack when he's like, oh, I'm bi actually. And she's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you actually just didn't Don't like, like me. me. I still disagree with your um, your reading of that, but that's just me. Oh, oh no, <laughs> I, I totally, that's how I read it that's immediately read it the first time right. I watched it. Yeah. Of her being like, shit, that means it was me. Mm. Uh, But then she's like, oh, but this is about Nick. And she corrects herself very quickly. She Mm -hmm. does. Yeah. But I think the smile when they're walking off the rugby pitch is like partly that she's happy for him, but partly that like, oh, that explains why he didn't want to go out with me. Yeah. Kind of a smile. Um, So for me, it was another tie between sports day, but like – when he like stops mid rugby and starts jogging over to him, like mm-hmm. and grabs his hand, like that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and the coming out scene with Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I also came out to my mother at the kitchen table, so it hit hard. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where the serious conversations happen. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think about it in the shower and you talk about it at the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> <At> the process. <laughs> okay. So advice then for the last episode. I'm going to go first because yours is going to launch me into a spiel. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mine is selfishly for Tao and Elle to just lean into their feelings and go for it because Mm -hmm. they're like cliffhanger. I'm like, just kiss. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So this is the only one where Ashley and I like coordinated. Um, (laughs) So so, um, my advice is to Nick. You go to the beach, 
Mm-hmm. Bring some flip flops. Oh God! Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, you. This is kind of a running joke. It's mainly Ashley's joke. I literally texted her and I was like, "Hey, I'm 98 percent sure this is your advice <laughs> for boyfriend." So I'm just verifying. Um, Brilliant. Are you going to talk about Nick's sneakers? <laughs> and she was like, "Actually, no." And I was like, "Cool. Well, I'm gonna." <laughs> this is my one. My one problem with season one. <laughs> Why did you run into the ocean with your socks and shoes on? Yeah. No. No, sir. <laughs> and I bring it up like almost every episode. <laughs> I'm like, he took a train. Ugh, took by the time train. he gets home. Yep. No. Yeah. Also, yeah, that scene when they're going to the beach. And he's like, oh, not telling Charlie where they're going. And he keeps his eyes covered, like, the whole way from the train station, all the <laughs> way long? down the street. That's just <laughs> unsafe. That's do just... the train, do they not announce the stations? They do. This is the other and thing. We were saying yeah. this, like, surely it would be the end of the line as well. So they would know from when they got on the train where the train mm-hmm. was heading. But yeah. anyway, storytelling. <laughs> and he packed, he packed a whole backpack with towels like throw some yeah. sandals in there it's not that hard yeah. 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 <laughs> yes it was upsetting that he ran yeah. into the sea with cheese <laughs> yeah okay so i'm just gonna show you my heart and i went like <laughs> same as ep- same as episode three full heart glowing yes shiny like yeah it was just it's a it's a great episode and it, it made mm-hmm. me very happy and i was um, beaming for about a week after I finished it. Yes, yeah, so good. So I suppose I'm going to have to give that a five plus 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 as well. Yes, mm-hmm. I have also given episode eight exactly the same as I gave episode three a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. a modest hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of five, obviously. Nice. Mm-hmm. We did a poll on um, favorite. What was your favorite episode of season mm-hmm. one? And I thought for sure it was going to be like a close race between Kiss and Boyfriend. Yeah. But it was actually a close race between Kiss and Girls. Right. Oh. I was like, this is a shocker. Yeah. Because I feel the same way. Like Kiss and Boyfriend are like like the episodes of season Mm -hmm. one, you know? So Yeah. They just have those standout highs, don't they? Mm -hmm. Um, I also, I just, I, because... Girls is like my second least favorite. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, really? Girls? <laughs> but um, I, like I just, there's, I know, I, I like them all, but like, you know, yeah, when, yeah, even yeah. if you're ranking really good things, something has to be number one and something has to be number 10. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I feel like some, there are certain things in girls that I just wish had more time to like fully like breathe and develop. Yeah. It just feels kind of like it's quick and it's happening and I, I wanted to like live in it a bit more and give it the weight it deserved. I think mm-hmm. that's been a lot of our conversation, not going into too much detail about season two, but I think that's been a lot of our conversation about that season. There's just so much plot and it just doesn't have the same kind of space to explore some of the things that season one did. Mm-hmm. And so obviously it's fab in some ways because you introduce more characters and more diversity and more issues to tackle. But some of them just missed the mark a bit for me. Yeah, we we talked about that when we recorded um, Family because I was like, I love Naomi and Felix. Mm. Um, but it's mostly just on spec because we don't know a lot about them. Yeah, mm. yeah. And 
James, I find the same as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, we just don't get the time to get to know them properly, do we? And we're like, yeah, yeah. I would love this mm-hmm. person, but do I know that I love them? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I feel like is like the blessing and curse of them knowing that they have seasons two and three because yeah. like they spend like, I'm assuming it's going to pay off really well, but like yes. they're already, you know, having like the comics knowledge. I'm like, Oh, they're already planting this. They're already planting mm-hmm. this. They're already planting this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's awesome. And I'm very excited, but also I want to live with these characters more mm-hmm. because I want to love you, but there's not enough to love. Yeah. I think we will see more. Like, I think they're going to get further Definitely. developed in uh, yeah. season yeah. three. Alice did that Q and a recently on discord and one one of the questions was like asking about the writing processes and they were saying like it was so much not easier to write season two but like less Mm -hmm. pressure because they knew that they didn't have to wrap stuff up they could stretch it because of season three um and so i think that a lot of these little things are gonna like bloom in season Mm -hmm. three Mm -hmm. Um, but i also I love season two. I think for me, I like season two more than season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my favorite moments from the comics are in this stretch of the story. Mm. And so a lot of the things that I was looking forward to were given to me in this season. Yeah. And so I think that that like sways my feelings on it a bit more. I'm yeah. a little biased. Um, yeah. That must give a different reading of it, mustn't it? When you're sort of expecting something yeah. that you've visualized in your head and that you've already had a chance to process and then to get it kind of in full mm-hmm. realized glory in front of you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, I was really worried with, like, um, that it would lose, like, some of its sugary sweetness because of the more mature content that we're getting mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. season. Um, but I think that, I mean, Alice managed to, like, perfectly balance the lighthearted nature of the show while also incorporating those heavier themes and more mature yeah. content. And I feel like it was able to, like, balance it just perfectly well that's um, a real strength of alice's like in yeah. in in her novels as well as in like in the comic and in the show mm-hmm. alice does a really good job of balancing like heavier moments with yes. appropriate levity mm-hmm. like it doesn't it's not like uh like a whiplash like tonal right. shift it's it's very it feels very grounded in reality mm-hmm. and it feels very appropriate every time there's kind of like a comic relief moment to kind of let go of some of the tension from some of the more intense stuff. Mm, yes, um, sure. And that's, that's true from solitaire, I think, and through all of their writing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like the hanky panky in yeah. season two. Episode. The hanky panky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which God just sounds better with an English accent than it does in an American <laughs> it really does. Oh, it doesn't sound good, any. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know anyone that says it. <laughs> it's just no, so yeah. No, but there's just something about the, like, consonants that with, yeah. like, English accents just works a lot better. Like, the, it just works better. <laughs> I, I acknowledge it's something no one says. It's something that cringy dads say, which is why yeah. it's perfect for yeah. Julio. But... <laughs> Just Kate saying it, I was like, God, it does. It just sounds, <laughs> it sounds better. better. <laughs> I'm like, because when Tori says it, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but everything Tori does yeah. is great. So. Oh, yeah. She's that fantastic. She's the best character. Oh, hot take. <laughs> There's so many good characters. I, I would... No, there is. I just, I love her. But she's and- great. Yeah. 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 It's but like to be fair, so I've been rewatching Grey's Anatomy and I say 
oh, this character is the best character, like, and it's a different character every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of like happens with ensemble casts. Like, it depends on like the yeah. weather, my mood, what I ate for dinner, all these different things. Who's the best character? So I know, like, thirty minutes ago, you said Isaac was the best. So yes, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, on Grey's Anatomy, I have narrowed down who the best character is, um, <laughs> but that's because I just rewatched seasons one through twelve. And I'm still going. So so many seasons. Oh, how do you guys feel about like the amount of seasons that you'd like there to be for Heartstopper? Because I've heard people online being like, we want more, more, more. It has to go on forever. And some people being like, "Mm, no, because there's a limit. They're going to like leave school at some point and that's the setting and mm-hmm. it has to wrap in some way and we've not read ahead in the comics so right. as people who have read ahead what do you think how many seasons i want them to have however many seasons it takes for alice to complete it i don't yeah. want them to expand it further i think it'll lose some of its magic she yeah. already knows how she wants it to end she has mm-hmm. a timeline and originally she had said it would take four seasons mm-hmm. so i think Four is good. Five if she needs it, mm-hmm. but don't stretch it just to have more show. For the sake of it. Yeah. yeah. I am someone who really loves TV. I thought I was going to do that as a job for a while, obviously. Um, I feel like shows need to be able to end on their own terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as viewers, yeah, it's really exciting for a show to get renewed again and again and again, seven, eight, 10, 20 seasons. Mm. But, and especially cause I've just been rewatching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in this, like right now and thinking about it a lot. Like when a show is like conceived, there's normally the, like the showrunners have an idea of like, this is the arc of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like three, five seasons, somewhere in there, yeah. maybe a little longer. But And you can tell when the writers have, like, expanded past that and when they're trying to figure yeah. out new stuff. And it's like, I want – this is a contained story. Mm-hmm. I want them to tell that story. Yeah. And I'm like, if after they tell this story, they want to do a solitaire spinoff. Yeah, right. I would love that. Yeah. Um, right. My only problem with that is Jenny Welser is 28 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like by the time they finished this and were able yeah. to, she would be – way too old yeah. to believably be mm-hmm. playing a 16 year old i don't know i still sometimes get id'd and i'm 32 so we've <laughs> got time um it's it all depends on, on a variety of factors but um if they wanted to do like a short film or some like a film or like a mini thing of nick and charlie it would tear my heart out but they could do that like there are other stories with nick and charlie that can be told but i mm-hmm. think you know, we need to tell the story that we're telling and let that yeah. live and it be will. its own yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Alice has said four seasons, but I, having I read the comics, knowing what's still there, I think I think we're looking at five. I think it might yeah. be five, yeah. Even having not read the comics, with the amount of new characters and new storylines mm-hmm. they've planted in season two, I think they're going to need longer than two more seasons to yeah. Yeah. fully do everyone's stories justice. Yeah, um, but more than that, and it would probably feel like they were dragging it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think Alice has mentioned that both Nick and Charlie and this winter will be rolled into the show. Oh, okay. So uh, oh, well, in that case, they're definitely yeah. going to need a little bit longer. They might need. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah, 
I, I want it to be as long as it's going to be to tell the story. Yeah. Okay, so what we're saying is the whole cast need to make sure they're wearing sun cream. Yes. <laughs> so they can remain as youthful as possible for as long lots as possible. Lots of water. Yeah. Lots of water, lots of sun cream, please, and thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> and Kit maybe needs to lay off the weight. The gym a little bit. Like, yeah. A little bit. Just a bit. Just and Joe too, because Joe's about to be in fucking yes. Marvel. Yeah, um, I've noticed his arms. Yeah, his arms have gotten I mean, real toned. The character that he's probably playing is like on the leaner side to begin with, but like he's still going to go through Marvel boot camp, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for <laughs> hanging out with us and talking. It's been so um, much fun. I feel like we should do this again sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to do a, a get each other's season two answers once we've yes. finished our season two coverage. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And I'm sure that more, we'll have more school questions that will come up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we did a, a season one, like British school slash rugby with our friend of ours, um, Georgie, who, is plays rugby British and plays oh, rugby okay so. Um, so it just like happened to work out yeah and i was like uh there's more things that we now need and ashley was like yeah i've been talking to kate and david so and i'm like okay cool <laughs> so i'm sure we'll have more uh come season three just as things come up because yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> glad our british uh, school experience was useful yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been lovely to get your perspective as well. It has really, been really interesting good fun. to see how much we agreed on and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah how much there are these universal themes that are just like relatable to everyone, whether you understand the British school system or not. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just it's yeah. good storytelling, fantastic acting. It's just what more do you need? Mm-hmm. It's everything. So where can everybody find y'all? So if you want to find us, um, we are on Instagram at heartstopperfanpodcast. You can also email us at heartstopperfanpodcast at gmail.com and you will be able to find us on Spotify to listen to our podcast. Yay. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps us up for this week. And of course, this is a bi-weekly podcast by two bisexuals. And we will be back in two weeks for season two, episode four, Challenge. If you want to follow us online, we are at Why Are We Cast on all platforms. And if you like this, please consider rating and reviewing as it will help other people find us. And until next time, bye. 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 <laughs>